Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott. Guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Eltoff will take care of you at Roos Chris open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. Momentarily, we'll hook up with Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses, horse racing Alberta. The horses are remaining in training, and they continue to receive the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. Just before we go to spec, though, i got to read a text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I asked you, 780-496-0063, is it over regarding the MVP race? Dirty Mike and the boys. First of all, a nice handle. Uh, Dirty Mike and the boys, who's texted us uh, for years on the show, says, Bob, the MVP race was over weeks ago. Would like your thoughts, Bob, and the Oilers' big guns, and specifically Connor McDavid shutting it down on the third period at least three times this year as to not embarrass their opponent. In light of Gretzky's comments this week about uh, Connor scoring, well, and again today about Connor scoring, I feel like the Oilers of the 1980s would have destroyed the Jets about 12-1 last night. I feel like McDavid is maybe leaving some goals and points on the table. Sign of the times, maybe. Uh, well, I have a theory on that, and we can talk about that momentarily. A couple theories, actually. Uh, as we bring aboard, I know that uh, when I told Wayne Gretzky that he was going to be on today with Mark Spector, he said, what a great day to be on the show. So without further ado, we welcome back to the show for the horses at Horse Racing Alberta. Sportsnet, Spec. Hey, Spec, how you doing? No, big day in the show today. Holy cow. Yeah, Wayne absolutely. Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky and some other guys people won't remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we we opened up with uh, the, uh, the 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 song from the movie Rockstar, and I thought to myself, all right, we're going to talk about the biggest rock star in the game today with the biggest rock star in the history of the game with two guys that have to pay to go see rock stars play. So there you go. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, that, that, let's get to it. Like we're, we're watching something special here, aren't we? During the course of this season. Well, this is Connor McDavid's best season he's ever had. His points per game have gone up uh, incrementally every single season he's been in the league, and this is his best season. So we're seeing the best player in the sport today. And there's certainly, from a personal standpoint, Bob, I was one of the last guys to 
you know, hang on to Sid Crosby in the top of this thing. I've moved on from that. Uh, McDavid is with the, his all-around game where it's at. He's the best player in hockey for sure, for me and for most people. And you're watching the best season of his life. And it, you know, will it go up next year, Bob? I don't know when it stops, but at the moment, you're seeing the best season from the best player. And you know, oh my goodness me, he's going to have to. He's going to have to. I think it's one point. Seven nine points per game, he would have to average over the entire season to get 100 points. And as we stand, he basically needs to average two points a game the rest of the season, and he'll get there. And I don't, I wouldn't bet a dollar against him averaging two points a game the rest of the season, would you? Well, uh, the one thing is, Dirty Mike and the boys made an interesting point. He, he said at least three or four times this year, the Oilers have been routing a team, and they've kind of called off the dogs, and it is a byproduct of a different era. And I would say a couple things, Mark. I wonder whether or not part of that is the fact that you're playing multiple games in a row against the same team. And you know you're going to be facing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't normally, back when Gretzky played, you wouldn't play three straight games against the Winnipeg Jets or two, you know, it was rare. Like, I guess you'd have the Battle of Alberta back to back. Uh, but you know, when, 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 when you're going like that, and, and the other thing is, frankly, I, I still think the goaltenders are better. Like, this is the highest rate of scoring uh, we've had in the last 25 years since the 96-97 season that one player has put up to this point in the season, to the 80-point campaign. So that in itself is special. And I know, Mark, the other thing is, so so I got a thought on that. I'd like to get you to think about that for a second. And then the other thing is there is this misperception out there by some people that the Canadian division is super weak. Have you seen the East? Have you seen the goals against that Philadelphia, Buffalo, and now New Jersey are leaking on a... New Jersey might be the worst team in the NHL right now. That's saying something because Buffalo has been red rotten all season long. And, and, and so I'd just like to get a couple thoughts from your perspective on those two topics. Well, the, this whole thing about the North being such a terrible division is just a bunch of... Listen, do they have a couple teams that you can beat? Sure. Does every division have a couple teams you can beat? I mean, I'm looking at the bottom five teams in the league. None of them are in the North division, right? I'm looking at the bottom eight teams in the league. Two of them are in the division. The rest are spread out around the league. So there's bad teams in every division. That's a crappy argument and i've been watching it here oh mcdavid's doing great because he's playing against the north that's a you know winnipeg's a really good team they're not playing really well right now they're a really good team toronto's a good team montreal beat pittsburgh in the bubble edmonton's pretty good team you know so i that i dismiss it bob i dismiss that whole i'm not saying it's the best division i'm just saying it's the same as every other division that's a stupid argument um what was the other topic we were talking about uh, the fact that they're playing multiple games against oh, yeah. teams and not not kind of rubbing it in a bit. Like, you know, he put up five points in half a game against Calgary, and the Oilers were out of the Flames 7-1. But, you know, he wasn't getting – he only played 16 minutes last night, Mark. Dave Tippett eased off the gas pedal. Yeah, well, two things there. Dave Tippett isn't Glenn Sather. Okay, that's where it starts for me. Tippett isn't Sather. Sather Explain that. Explain that. Well, Sather loved to rub your nose in it. Sather, listen, he's a Hall of Famer, great coach, won all the cups. This isn't me saying bad things about Sather, but one of his personality traits was 
that he had a great deal of self-confidence. And so did the team learn that from him. They were an arrogant team because he passed some of that arrogance down. They were better than everyone else. They knew they were better than everyone else, and they carried themselves like they were better than everybody else. And if you were up 6-1 at the end of two, Glenn Sather was absolutely fine running her up to 10-1 to by the end of the third. Tippett's not that guy. He's just, I'm, I'm not saying he's a better guy or any of that stuff. He's just different. He calls the dogs off. I mean, last night was more specific, Bob. I think that Dave Tippett basically took Connor McDavid's ice time and gave it to Ryan McLeod. Sure, and Gaetan Haas. Yep. And Gaetan yep. Haas, but particularly McLeod. That's very wise. You know, he got 14 and a half minutes in last night. He got a load of experience. Uh, you know, he really got his feet wet. He was playing well. The coach put him in a situation where he could succeed, and the kid succeeded. That's good coaching. Uh, is will Tippett do that? You know, if we're going in the third period in the last game of the year and their Oilers are up five nothing, and McDavid has ninety eight points, he'll play. Yeah, Don't uh, worry. he'll play. I'm, and I'm just going to provide a little bit of perspective for our listeners. So Ottawa has given up the most goals in the Scotia North, 171 goals against. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia, 171 goals against. Buffalo, 171 goals against. New Jersey, 170 goals against. The highest scoring team in the North Division. Remember, you're only playing divisionally. The highest scoring team in the North Division is Toronto. They got 159 goals. Well, guess what? Washington is at 170. Pittsburgh's at 169. And the Rangers are at 164. They're all in the same division in the East. You think that has to do with the amount of goals against that the Flyers and the Devils and the Sabres are leaking? And, and the Flyers are sitting with a, you know, a, a Batman plus 500 record of 22, 19, and 7. But the point I'm making here is <laughs> there was an inference early, Mark, that always, oh, you know, they're lighting up Ottawa. No, 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 no. It's harder to score in the North Division than it is to score in the East right now. you got three teams that are just leaking on a nightly basis. And so uh, Crosby, he's had a great year. He's Sidney Crosby. He's one of the best five players, Mark. But he's been helped by playing against, same with uh, Marshawn. Same, uh, you know what, same with Ovechkin in the Capitals. Like, they're playing Philly, New Jersey, and Buffalo. Those are bad teams. Yeah, but you know what, and, and I get it. Look at Edmonton's numbers against... Uh, Ottawa and McDavid's numbers against Ottawa, sure. And Ottawa was terrible against Edmonton. Their goaltending wasn't very good. Sure, they stocked up. But like you say, every one of those players on Washington had an opportunity to stock up on Buffalo and Philly and Jersey. Their opportunity was there for guys in Vegas to pound home four or five points when they're playing L.A., when they're playing San Jose, when they're playing Anaheim, three teams that haven't had a sniff all year at the playoffs that aren't very good. Everyone's had the same chance against the same inferior opponent. They just wear a different sweater, Bob. And those guys don't have 81 points at this point in the season. So it's like I say, I dismiss the argument. I think it's a... You know, we're, we're trying to compare apples to apples. When you try to compare Gretzky to McDavid, now it's a lot more subjective because there's so many different things about the eras. Right now, Crosby and McDavid are playing in the same era with the same goalies and the same opponents, and McDavid's crushing it, and he's doing it fair and square. All right. Uh, this text comes in. We'll get to 
comparing the eras in a second, especially given the fact, Mark, that you had a chance to talk to Wayne. We just had Wayne open today's show as well. This text made me laugh. Bob, my only complaint about Connor is that you have to watch so many of his plays in slow motion to truly appreciate them. <laughs> that is true. Like, when you're sitting there and you're watching the, you know, his ability to deke at that speed and the hand movement that he's making when he comes in on Hellebuck last night, Spec, it's just obscene. It is obscene what he can do. That's that's well, what's kind of scary. Uh, and, and he has to be, like, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, it's, this is where we compare the eras, Bob. You know, you have to be a better scorer today because the goalies are bigger and better. There's no question you compare Connor Hallebuck to Murray Bannerman. That's advantage Gretzky. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, and if Gretz was still on your line here, he'd say the same thing. Uh, you know, the sig- I always go back to this, Bob. The signature Gretzky move, come over the blue line to the right side of the ice, uh, hit the top of the circle, and then do that little turn, right? He used to do that little, he, he turned towards the boards, and now the defenseman would back off, and all of a sudden Gretzky had all this space, and here comes Coffey trailing the play, and Curry's going to the net. Well, you can't make that play in today's game because the back pressure, they're going to put you through the boards. So my point would be this. McDavid has to do it faster because he has less time. There's just no question when you watch old footage to new footage, Wayne Gretzky had more time to think about what he was doing than Connor McDavid. In turn, he had 215 points, Bob. <laughs> like, he was, you know, better, great, as good. I will have that conversation. But what you can't, there's no point disputing it. Wayne Gretzky had more time to look around the ice and make plays than Connor McDavid does. The game is three times as fast today as it was in 1985. We'll continue this conversation. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing, Alberta. You can chime in on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's twelve forty seven in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty. Chet. Obviously, Leon is a very well respected player in this league. You know, highly regarded as one of the best best players in the world. And Hacked away by Nugent Hopkins. He'll bring it out. Two on one with Drysaddle. In over the line. Pass. Drysaddle. Scores. He hammers that home, and the Oilers are up 4-0. It's a big honor, obviously. Um, like you said, I'm not, not the biggest fan of um, talking about myself, but um, it's uh, we've had we've had a lot of great hockey players coming out of Germany, and um, you know, obviously to, to lead that list is, is very special to me. 
um, and and yeah, I take big big pride in that, and and yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a big honor. Uh, that is uh, Leon Dreisaitl talking uh, about uh, breaking Marco Sturm's record for most points uh, scored as a German player. Uh, Leon is in his seventh season in the NHL. Um, he's headed down the path to a place that's pretty uh, special. Bob Stoffer with you along with Mark Spector, Sports Inspect for the Horses in Horse Racing, Alberta. Spec, uh, so we're, we're talking a bit about the era thing. And, and you bring up, you, I mean, hey, the players today are bigger, faster, better. Uh, they train fitter. year out. What's that? Fitter. Well, definitely. Fitter. More way, fitter. way fitter. Uh, they train year round specifically for hockey, and some might say maybe it doesn't make them as good of athletes, but it might make them better players. I, I think there's no condition they've got way better body composition than in the past. I mean, you actually had defensemen spec in the late 70s and early 80s. If they had knee injuries, some of the defensemen were challenged to turn both ways. I'm serious. Yeah. There were defensemen, oh, yeah. right? Um, you also had goaltenders that were five foot ten and five foot eleven instead of six foot three, six foot. If you're shorter than six foot two, that works against you for the NHL draft as a goaltender. Uh, I mean, Sebastian Kosa is the best goaltending prospect since Carey Price. He's with the Edmonton Oil Kings. He's six foot six and a half, and he's athletic. Like this, this Sebastian Kosa. Next year, when the World Juniors are in Edmonton, he better be Canada's goaltender. Let's just establish that right now, and it would. Not surprised, and this this is how good I think this guy is. Spec in five years from now, I think Sebastian Kosa will be Canada's goaltender uh, in Olympic games. Like that's yeah, sort of yeah, he's that he's that good and that big and that competitive. He's even got a bit of you know how you talked about that Glenn Sather shove it up. You know what? Screw you! Out. He's got a little bit of that. He's got a bit of Mike Smith in him, and he's six foot six and a half. So goalies are huge. The players are fitter, faster. The game prep from the coaching staffs, the amount of video work that gets done, you can, everything that's done is to negate the elite, which is why it's more challenging perhaps to score today. And we're watching a guy accomplish something that hasn't been done in the last 24 years. I mean, it's just, it's spectacular. Well, and, 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 the, and the amount of points he's getting tonight right now with tough hockey, like the, the two toughest hockey games I've seen since the playoffs last year was Montreal and Edmonton last week here at Edmonton. And McDavid had three points a night, and he spent a lot of the night getting beat up by that big top 4D by Montreal. Like, he was in traffic, and he didn't shy away, and he took a bunch of licks, and he had a six-point week, you know, and then he walks out the next day, a, a Winnipeg game that means a lot against a struggling Jets team that really needs to put it together, and, you know, and, and he takes them apart. He just disassembles the Jets, and... I mean, if we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, if I'm the Jets, I'm a little worried about my goaltender versus Edmonton because career, he's about an 885 guy against the Oilers. This season, he's about an 875 guy against the Oilers. And the big advantage, like if I was uh, two months ago, if I was picking Edmonton versus Winnipeg in a playoff series, the first thing I'd say to you, Bob, is they got the Vesna winner and Edmonton doesn't. And every time I watch Winnipeg and uh, Hellebuck and Mike Smith play each other, at the end of the game, Mike Smith got his arms in the air and Hellebuck's sometimes sitting on the bench. It's not even close, Bob, right now. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because when Edmonton used to play Boston and Philadelphia, now remember, they'd only play them a couple times a year. And often they'd play matinees, the inner road trips and stuff like that. But, but the guys tended to get killed by those teams in their gory years. In Yes, in the regular season. Mm-hmm. 
not so fast come playoff time. The Oilers so cer- cer- certainly an 85 against the Flyers and an 88 and 90 again against Boston. They elevated, and frankly, 87 was probably the best Oilers team, and they they just wanted to extend the series so Peter Pocklinton can get an extra gate. That's my story. <laughs> That's my story. I'm sticking with it, and there might be a few Oilers alumni who might agree with that. Uh, but uh, no, like the, the the difference with this is you played Winnipeg nine times this year. Like and Edmonton six and two. I'm still. I'm telling you right now, it's a fifty-fifty proposition that series. If they, I don't care what the Oilers have done. I don't care if Edmonton beats them again six nothing, which they won't tomorrow. Spacken ends up seven and two against the Jets. I think it's going to be a tough series. I I respect what Winnipeg can do. Um, they're good goal. Now I will say the one area that I think that <laughs> Winnipeg doesn't have the same depth of defense that Montreal and Toronto do with that top with that top four. And I think the Oilers can uh, might be able to get to that defense. Uh, I think the, the key for me, Bob, is that you're right. The Oilers they haven't been able to handle the Oilers' top end players that defense. And if they don't have a goaltender who makes up for that little bit of a lack of an edge, right? If 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 Hellebuck's not picking up that defense core, uh, you know the Oilers can't win every battle behind the blue line. They can't have a better defensive core and a better goalie. And Winnipeg still expect to win because they don't have better high-end forwards, right? Now all they all Winnipeg really has the edge in is depth of forwards. They've got a deeper group, but they have to be better in other places. And if they're not better in goal, they're not better in the blue line, they're not going to be better at the end of the series. Well, uh, they will have Lowry and Ehlers back, and that'll uh, give them a different a look. Uh, one thing, Mark, uh, you know, you know how much Wayne Gretzky and Mark, you know was cheering for other guys to grow and develop and and become star players with the Oilers. And I sense some excitement from Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle around a guy like Ryan McLeod and the potential. I think that he had a very impressive. You were at training camp uh, early in at Neat. It was pretty obvious Ryan McLeod and Evan Bouchard were on a different level than a lot of the other players that hadn't already played yet. They were flying. And the players are the first to know, Mark, just like they knew last year when Broberg came over from Sweden. That excites me that they're getting excited about some of the Oilers' prospect players because it bodes well for the organic growth, growth of the organizations back in the future. Well, look at, you know, the Oilers need two things here. Uh, coming out of the trade deadline, the two itches that they weren't able to scratch, right? The third line center, and they need a top six left winger. They need a guy that, that, that you know, tomorrow night would play with McDavid. Uh, all due respect to Cahoon, they need a better guy. Well, if Ryan McLeod becomes that third line center, Bob, that just solves a massive hole in your lineup. And not just for today, for, you know, he's, a, he's on his entry-level deal. All good teams that win have important players on entry-level deals. So if we're going to put Bouchard in the lineup next year, I know you and I are, uh, and and he, to me, is the heir apparent on the top of that power play, now you start to say, okay, well, first of all, you know, we don't need to go spend that money on a third-line center because we've got a guy making probably whatever he's making, 950, 975. Now we can go out and concentrate. We can find that left winger we need. And if Bouchard fills in and becomes a guy that can really play, well, that's another guy that's not making much money and making an impact. And the third guy I'd say to you, Bob, is one of the reasons to me that that top line looked so good last night is we're seeing Pugliarvi just put it better and better and better. And I think now Pugliarvi's at the point he's good enough 
where you can fill in on that left side for now with Cahoon, with Ennis, with whoever you put there, because Pugliarvi, no, you're not carrying Pugliarvi anymore. He's earning his keep on that first line, and he just keeps getting better, and that, that won't stop anytime soon. And it's interesting, Spec. you know, he had a, a quiet start, and we didn't realize how challenging of a year this was going to be for Turris, but he started the year in Turris's line. Turris is minus 11. Pugliarvi's up to plus six. I know that's old school plus minus stats, but uh, and Pugliarvi was a little quiet early with McDavid, and it's taken off, and now he's coming. And uh, it's it's good to see. And it, again, another guy. And I didn't know what to. Here's the thing: I wasn't sure in Pugliarvi. There's a guy in the defense. We'll talk about this when we come back here, Spec. There's a guy in the defense carrying forward like McLeod that I am sure on. And we'll hit on him and some of the organic growth and where this uh, group can go and whether or not we're seeing a team that's good now that's on the precipice of maybe becoming elite when we return. It's 12.57 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.